Hey, what's up? It's Nikki Novocaine, and welcome to Nikki Philosophy. What's poppin', y'all? So today we'll be doing a healthy conversations topic, and I know that I skipped last week what's tea, but if you follow me on other social platforms, you know I was out of town last week. I did plan to pre-record the episode, but that just did not happen. I'm sorry. I know how this goes, but I'm here today, though. <laughs> but today we'll be talking about love after heartbreak. And I'm specifically going to be talking about falling in love after a traumatic relationship because love in general after having your heart broken, that can, you know, go in many different avenues, many different ways. But I just really want to talk about having a nice, loving and fulfilling relationship and things that you have to do within yourself and look out in others when you're going from a toxic relationship to one that's very healthy and loving and fulfilling and all that, you know, nice, good stuff. (laughs) So the first thing, I'm going to hit like four different main points. Today, the first one that I'm going to talk about is you must be healed. Like that's bottom line. That's the top and most important one. That's the important step. And a lot of people forget this step. And they just try to hop from one relationship to another one. And when you don't give yourself that proper healing time, especially if the relationship you're coming from is very toxic and traumatic and just caused you to be in a very, very bad space, you need to give yourself time to heal from that. You can't heal from that by getting under another person. I know they always, that little saying, they say you get over somebody by getting under somebody. That don't work. You can't do that. Because all you're doing at that point is you're masking your... um feelings you're masking your inner issues and that's just gonna be worse if the situation that you hop into turns out to not be good that's just gonna make it harder on you because at that point you won't be healing from one toxic situation but you'll be healing from multiple toxic situations and you don't want to do that so I fully 100% as someone who went through a healing phase that lasted like two years Not saying that your healing phase is going to last that long. That's just how long mine's lasted. And I'm so grateful that it did last that long because I learned so much about myself. And yeah, we're going to get into a lot of that. But you shouldn't carry old, unprocessed trauma into your new situations. That's literally exactly what I wrote down here in my notes. Because when you carry that trauma into your new situations... A lot of bad things can happen. So you could self-sabotage. That could cause you to self-sabotage because if you're carrying what you experience from that other person and the things that they put you through, that could cause you to react prematurely because you think they're going to do something. Let's just say, for instance, your ex cheated on you, right? And you with somebody new And they do something that's similar to your ex. Not the exact same. They're not cheating on you. But they do something to make you feel like they're cheating on you. You're probably going to start like an argument. You're going to get upset. And you're going to sabotage the relationship. Because you feel like they're doing something just based upon what your ex did. And another thing is. You can't take out. You can't take it out on them. Like you can't take out what your ex did to you on your new partner. You have to learn to see people as an individual. And I think that probably was one of the hardest things that I had to do within, like during my healing journey, because I still, you know, talk to some people during that time, but during like the early stages of my healing, I wasn't seeing them as an individual. I was just seeing them as somebody 
who could possibly hurt me the same way my ex did. And by looking at it that way, I was looking at them through the lens of my ex, but not through the lens of themselves. And it's always important that you look at somebody through their own lens and not through what you think they are based upon someone else. And that that is hard. It's, it's very hard. But now, thank God, I am at the space where I can judge and look at people individually. And the last reason why you need to be healed is you need to give them the best version of yourself. I feel like, I always say I feel like y'all, y'all already know how this goes. <laughs> but you have to give some, the you have to give your new situations the best version of yourself. If you're giving them an unhealed version of you, that's not fair to them because they're not being fulfilled in that relationship because they're not getting... They're, they're not getting what they're putting out, if that makes sense. It's not equally yoked. That's a, a better way to put it. It's not equally yoked because they're giving 100% and you're giving 65 because you're scared because of what your ex did to you. That's not fair to them at all. So, bottom line, you must be healed. I advocate for you to be healed before you even consider dating anyone else. Before you even start talking to anybody else. I has I did start talking to people prematurely like before I was healed, but I stopped because it it was leading nowhere. It literally was leading nowhere. And once I became healed and was able to just, you know, look at myself like, "Hey, I'm healed." That's when I was like, "Okay, I'm ready to talk to new people. I'm ready to be in a new relationship." And even when I did start talking to new people, it was a while before I was like, okay, I'm ready to be in a relationship. I only recently just said and realized that I am in a space to where I'm ready to be in a relationship because I'm fully through my process. I'm fully through my healing. I'm fully through everything. So I'm ready to just, you know, be with somebody new now. Anyways, second point, you have to learn from your last relationship. If you're not taking these lessons and you're not taking this character development, it really was in vain, okay? If you're not learning how to identify red flags, if you went through a traumatic situation, a traumatic relationship, a toxic relationship, you know red flags. We all know the red flags. We choose to ignore them. But in your journey and what you're learning from that past relationship you need to learn how to identify those red flags and to cut it right there. When somebody does something you don't like, you cut it right there. You don't be like, oh, maybe it's this, or oh, maybe it's that. Nope, you peep that red flag and you be out of there. When I tell y'all I be cutting people off so quick, <laughs> I cut people off so quick now to it be, it don't even be funny. They can show a, a light red flag. I'm out of there. Because that light red flag will turn dark. It will get the full red. And I'm not finna wait around for that for that red flag to show it's, you know, it's full color. No, I'm not dealing with that. And it's so amazing when you just really get to a space to where you can just not deal with anything. I posted on Instagram a couple of weeks ago. I posted a, a reel on that. I was like, when you heal too much, now all men discuss you. <laughs> that's hilarious. That that's very hilarious. And what I meant by all men discuss you is that you can see straight through them. You can see straight through their BS and you can walk in that discernment. For a while, I, I mean I could I could feel and sense stuff, 
But I was like, nah, maybe that's not it. But I prayed and prayed and prayed for discernment, and God gave me that. And I can see straight through these people. Like, I really can see straight through them. And I walk in that, and I act upon that. I don't just see these red flags or see, like, these things in these people that I shouldn't, you know, be dealing with them. When I, you know, when I peep something, I'm out of there. I'm out of there. I'm gone. <laughs> the next thing is these deal breakers. Don't let people, don't allow someone to be something that they do to be a deal breaker and you just sit around and accept it. Why would you sit around and accept it? Accept it. I know personally in my past, I have accepted deal breakers from people that things that are deal breakers to me, I have accepted that in other people, but moving forward, I don't do that. You do anything that I don't like, anything that's a deal breaker. Like, for one, my top and most important deal breaker, if you don't believe in God, absolutely not. I'm not finna hang around. I'm not finna listen to your to your logic. I'm not finna listen to why you do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not why you do. Why you don't. I'm not finna listen to why you don't. I'm not finna listen to you try to explain. I'm not listening to that. That's a deal breaker. You say you don't believe in God. We ain't got nothing else to talk about. Have a good day, sir. That's it. That's it. We ain't got nothing else to talk about. You smoke cigarettes. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm not dealing with that. Like, you can smoke all the green that you want to smoke. You can smoke all the hookah that you want to smoke. But when it comes to cigarette smoke, nah, I'm good. And, and it better be a limit on the green that you smoke. Because if that's all you do all day long, nah, bro. We ain't got nothing to talk about because that's an addiction, <laughs> but y'all don't want to admit it. <laughs> y'all don't want to admit it. Y'all not ready for that conversation, but that's not what we're talking about today. <laughs> Nikki, why you always stirring the pot? Girl, you be doing too much. <laughs> all in all, the deal breakers. Don't let something be a deal breaker and you decide to d- deal with it and you decide to settle. Don't do that. Regardless of what it is, whether it's small, whether it's big, don't deal with it at all. The next thing, if somebody triggers you, if they trigger anything in you, if anything they do triggers you, they tr- it triggers some type of emotion, it triggers some type of adverse effect, leave. Don't even deal with it because it doesn't get better from that. It always gets worse. Anything like that is always going to get worse. So you have to learn your red flags and things that you're not going to deal with. In a relationship, you have to identify your deal breakers and you have to learn your triggers. And if you didn't learn all those from the last, you nah, scratch that. You should learn all that from your last relationship. And if you feel like you didn't learn those things, I just need you to take a step back and just look and listen and think about any, write your last relationship out if you need to. Like write it out and write everything you went to and then went through and then go through and identify the red flags, things that they was doing that led into other things things that they did that you didn't like, identify those. And then moving into your new situation, those are things that you're not going to deal with, okay? Because we're trying to get to um, loving and healthy relationships. We're not going backwards. We're not going backwards to the trauma and to the um, toxicity. No matter how much this generation and social media try to glorify the word toxic, toxic Toxic literally means poisonous. If something is poisonous for you, that means it's not good for you. It could kill you. It could harm you in any type of way. 
toxic is not good no matter how much people try to glorify being toxic and try to glamorize being toxic and say oh i'm toxic oh i'm toxic no if you're toxic you're poisonous you need to stay away from me if you identify as being toxic you need to stay away from me i'm not dealing with that y'all too grown to be out here calling yourselves toxic and think it's something cute being toxic is not cute being in a toxic relationship is not cute so don't let social media fool you it is not cute Okay, y'all, I had to preach to y'all for a minute. <laughs> I, I feel strongly about that because y'all, y'all need to chill. We gotta chill, man. And I know I'm guilty of, of saying that in the past, you know, as a um joke. But I don't even play like that no more. I don't even play like that no more. Life and death is in the power of the tongue, and I feel like you can speak stuff into existence. And I'm not speaking no toxic relationship into my life. We speak in healthy and loving relationships. All right. <laughs> the third thing is you have to know yourself. So during your healing journey, you really get to know a lot about yourself. When you're healing, it exposes a lot of things about you that you never knew. Like things that you like in people, qualities that you appreciate in people, and things about yourself that you love. Like you really get to know yourself on a really deeper level. Like when you stop focusing on being in a relationship, stop focusing on attracting like being attractive for somebody or looking for somebody you just fully focus on yourself you really learn a lot about yourself during this past two years I really have learned so much about myself like things that I didn't even know I liked things that I didn't even know I would be interested in I, I really done learned a lot about myself and you it also helps like when you're getting to know yourself if you develop like a routine um self-love or routine self-care like you can start like doing skincare or you can be like, okay, I'm gonna go get my toes done or I'm gonna go get like, I'm gonna go and eat at this restaurant. Like this is gonna be my little solo spot. This is gonna be like my little personal restaurant that I only come to by myself that I don't, you know, let nobody else come to. You may um, discover that you like to read books. I discovered that I like to read books. Like, I, before I would read, but now I, I like to read books. I have a whole little bookshelf now. <laughs> and that's something I discovered about myself over the um throughout my healing journey. I wish I could have discovered that I actually have a passion for cooking and I would know how to cook better now, but that's not, <laughs> that wasn't my journey. That wasn't what I was meant to discover. But yeah, <laughs> you really learn things that you like about yourself. And you learn a lot about yourself. The last thing, the last point that I want to point out. It's very, like all these are important. But this one is also really, really important when moving into a new relationship. After being in a toxic relationship. You have to know what you want. And by knowing what you want, you can do what's called intentional dating. I don't know if I made that up or not, but I feel like I did because I haven't seen it anywhere else. Intentional dating. That's what I'm doing now. So, and by intentional dating, it got to make sense. Anybody that I'm dating has to make sense. Anybody that I'm talking to has to make sense. Like, do our values align? Do we have the same beliefs? Do we want the same thing in the future? Like, for instance, do you want to get married? A lot of people in this generation, for whatever reason, they think that marriage is a joke. They think that 
they think their marriage is a joke and they don't want to get married. I get it. I understand some people don't want to get married. I'm not one of those people that don't want to get married. I do want to get married. So if somebody that I'm vetting out or um, getting to know, they tell me they don't want to get married, that's the end of that conversation. Because you can't go into a situation thinking that you can change somebody's mind. That is going to set yourself up for another heartbreak. Because if you go into this situation, they already done been up front and told you that they don't want to get married. You go into this situation thinking that you can change their mind and convince them after you're already with them that they don't that they want to get married and they tell you that they still don't want to get married, you're going to be sitting there looking surprised because you thought, thought that you would be able to change their mind and you can't. There's something, you, you can't go into in situations thinking you can change somebody's mind. Don't even set yourself up like that. So like I was saying, if somebody somebody I'm vetting out, they tell me that they don't want to get married, that's the end of the conversation. Like that, we have nothing further to talk about because I want to get married, they don't. And me intentionally dating people, I'm going to cut that out if they say they don't want kids. I want kids. So, you know, that'll be, you know, the end of that conversation because I want kids. If they're stern and saying like a flat out, no, I'm not having any kids, then we can't talk. We don't, we don't have nothing else to talk about. Another thing is deciding what you will accept or allow and what you won't accept or allow. That kind of goes back to those deal breakers that I told you you needed to identify from your last relationship or your last situation that you didn't want to deal with moving forward. You have to decide those and you have to stand firm on those. If you said you're not going to date somebody that don't believe in God, you, you're not, don't do that. Don't do that. Like I said, don't go into situations thinking you can change somebody's mind because you literally cannot. If you don't want to date somebody who smokes cigarettes, don't do that. Because that's something that you're not going to allow. Moving into healthy, loving relationships, you have to be equally yoked. I didn't even write that down on here. But that's something you really have to be equally yoked. That's 100% important. And I think that if more people intentionally dated other people that they are equally yoked with I think that it will be better outcomes like people who you have things in common with you have common values common virtues and all that I think that that is very important and I also feel that you know it's possible to find that that person so we don't have to settle even with me like I'm 30 years old and I'm single okay like, I know that God has somebody for me, so I'm not going to try to rush the process and settle for the first person that, you know, comes my way. I'm not going to do that. I am going to take my time and vet these people out because the, at the end of the day, I'm really trying to avoid getting hurt again. Um... I don't need any more character development. <laughs> I feel like I have enough character development. I have enough, you know, knowledge and experience when it comes to dating and relationships to where I, j at this point, I just want my person and we can, you know, vibe out. That's, that's it. That's all. Nothing more, nothing less. But yes, these are the four things that I really wanted to talk about today when it comes to love after heartbreak. Y'all just take your time. At the end of the day, if you ain't listening to nothing else, if you ain't listen to nothing else I said on this whole episode, just take y'all time and don't feel like you have to be rushed 
into doing anything. You don't have to rush to be healed. You don't have to rush to be in a new relationship. Just go at your own pace. Like I said, my process took like two years just because I wanted to, I don't know. I probably took the long way, <laughs> long way around, but it doesn't have to be that long. It doesn't. Okay. It probably took me that long because probably for the first year, I wasn't even trying to heal. <laughs> Honestly, I probably wasn't even trying to heal like the first year. I probably was just out here on vibes and, you know, whatever. But once I actually took my healing journey seriously, that's when I was able to get to the point where I can say, yeah, I am healed. <laughs> but yeah, y'all got this. We got this. It's all good. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate you. And I feel like I haven't done this in a long time. So I'm going to go ahead and do it today because it is, you know, I am your pumpkin spice baddie. Not saying that you have to get pumpkin spice with it, but, you know, you can get pumpkin spice. That's an option. I'm going to do a little coffee giveaway. Y'all know how I do. If you don't want to buy coffee, that's fine. You can buy whatever you buy with the amount of money that I send you. <laughs> so first person, y'all know how it goes. First person that DMs me that... You want the coffee or I don't know. I should Maybe I should say a word. I don't know. Yeah, I think it would be easier if I say a word. Uh, pumpkin. <laughs> the first person that DM me the word pumpkin, I am going to send you coffee money or snack money or whatever you buy with the amount of money I send you. So, dang, I should have put this in the middle of the podcast. I always put it at the end. That's going to get predictable. So, this is probably going to be the last time I put it at the end because I don't want y'all to start skipping to the end just to see if I did a giveaway, you know. Don't do me like that. I need you to listen to the full episode. <laughs> but I really appreciate y'all. I like doing that sometimes because I just like to show y'all that I really appreciate y'all taking the time to listen to my thoughts and me rambling because a good 95% of the, of the episodes be me rambling. And I really do appreciate y'all. Y'all know how this goes. Y'all been rocking with me since probably since 2013 or whatever. So y'all already know how this goes. But yeah, coffee giveaway, DM me the word pumpkin. If you're the first person, you will most definitely get it. I really, truly do appreciate y'all. Remember that if you want to do a collab, send me an email, nikolosophy at gmail.com. If you want me to do promo for you, email nikolosophy at gmail.com. You can follow me on all of my socials at nikolosophy is on Facebook and on Instagram. And my personal socials is theycrave underscore Nikki. Crave is spelled with the K. They crave Nikki. If you want to just have a conversation, you have any questions about anything that I talked about today, you can DM me on any of my um, socials. But remember that if you want me to do collab, you want to do a collab or want me to do promo for you, you have to send it in an email, nikolasavia at gmail.com. I really do appreciate you guys. Of course, Nick Force is the best fan base on the planet.